Hey, this is Mark with Magpie Coffee Roasters here, and we are up in the mix. locations. This is Sean, aka The Truth, aka The Super Nicest, aka The Nar Mr. R, aka Not The Black Dude That You Thought I Was. This is Caesar, aka De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto Captain Culo Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local also, that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? El Hombre de la Gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, the fucking baby whisperer, and tracksuit boppy. And how are you doing today, Caesar? Here, the Mr. Baby Whisperer. Yeah, um, just a little lost in the sauce, you know. Vacation Saturday, you know, last day of overtime. I'm excited. I've been working overtime for like two months now, and uh, it feels good. Last day of overtime, and everything goes back to normal. Nice. Yeah. How are you doing, Mr. Teacher in the Washoe County, you know, administrative <laughs> services? Uh, it's been a, uh, it's been, you know, it's been, it was, it was another week. Um, a coworker was tested positive for COVID. We had two kids out. Um, it's yeah. So it's just, it's wild. I mean, there's only, there's only 12 adults and like six kids in my building and four of the adults have had COVID <laughs> in the last month and three of the kids have been out for for having symptoms or, or excluded so um yeah it's whatever four more days of kids <laughs> finals week so we have early release most of the week which i completely forgot about till friday so that's good i'll be getting off early this week and uh yeah just trying to we're getting ready for christmas did some christmas shopping with holland on the uh, online uh, at the the high desert, high desert show mm-hmm. got some stuff for my mom and my uh, niece and nephew and then uh today just kind of chilled had the meeting with you guys this morning and uh rest of the day kind of did some stuff around the house i made shepherd's pie for dinner oh dang it turned out delicious and yeah here what we did, are what did you have in your shepherd's pie so it was called sloppy joe's shepherd's pie so okay it was uh, ground beef with bell pepper and onions and garlic with some, I put some like red chili flakes and some oregano, parsley, and then uh, made a little sauce with some barbecue sauce and Worcestershire sauce and ketchup with some sugar and a little bit of honey and pepper and salt. I put, I put all that in there and then... Uh, uh, made some mashed potatoes, you know, made some, got some rusty potatoes, boiled them, <laughs> mashed potatoes with some, uh, some cream cheese and butter in there. And then you like smooth that all on top of the meat with some little cheese. And then you put it in the broiler so it gets all nice and toasty. That sounds fantastic. It was really, it was the first time I've ever done, like, 
Yeah, it was off of one of the, the meal kits we had, but I added a bunch of extra shit. It sounded like I you did. added a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it turned out super good. It was very delicious. I, I was Yeah, cause cause usually a shepherd pie, that's why I asked what's in it. Because it's just kind of like a general thing where it's just like shepherd's pie and you put like a little bit of meat, potatoes and things like that. But you definitely added a lot of good stuff and it's making me hungry again. So Yeah, I got plenty of leftovers. <laughs> yeah, that was that's what that's my week so far. Nice. But we always digress. Um this week we have another very special guest. Uh this this people they uh, help the community out. They help Holland. They help uh, anything to do with community. This is very community-based uh, people. And we would like to welcome to the show, Pitch Black Printing. Welcome to our show. Welcome, guys. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys this fine Saturday evening? We're good. Just did uh, our first Instagram Live art show. Because, uh, you know, with the rising COVID numbers and everything, we just decided to kind of maybe mix the in-person reception. And uh, I thought it was going to take a while, and I ripped through it in a whole five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> really, really fast through the whole thing. So, you know, I need to maybe maybe dial that in a little bit better. Yeah. You guys want to introduce yourselves, tell us your names, if you have any AKAs you want to share with the audience? Yeah. Uh, I'm Megan. Nothing, nothing really. I'm, I'm Maurice. <laughs> I, have, I, have no, I have no aliases that I want to talk about online. There that's, you go. That's good. <laughs> Some, sometimes bad boys move in silence. Asking a lot of questions, and I think they're both cops now. <laughs> <laughs> so explain a little bit of your background, like uh, where are you guys from, and how did you guys get to this point? I mean, like personal background or business background? <laughs> Let's do personal. Especially Maurice. Maurice, you've been in bands. Yeah, personal background. I've been in a couple of bands. Well, yeah. I mean, I've lived in Nevada most of my life. Like, born in Florida, and then moved to Carson City when I was like four. So, you know, close enough. <laughs> moved up here right after high school, and then never left. But yeah, I've just been doing music. You know, I was in high school crappy metal bands, uh, which were great. I was in a metal band called Pessimist, which was <laughs> Now that I look back, it was a pretty sick name. No, <laughs> I mean it, that sounds so high schooly. Yeah, yeah. It really was. It that was, was like, like it was going to be one of my questions to ask. Like, what's your favorite band when you started? Like the name, you know? Yeah, like my favorite band was uh, like my favorite band that I listened to, or like the oh. name, you know? Oh yeah, like Pessimist was probably like the coolest name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds good right now. It was it was so cool and like our our bass player he like also did vocals like me and the bass player I I play guitar and did vocals and he played bass and did vocals but he like only listened to like the most brutal death metal so he drew the logo and it was like one of those like super unreadable logos <laughs> so it was so tight <laughs> I feel like I didn't I didn't know what I had at the time you, know? you had gold in your hand you don't know. Yeah, that was, that was a great name, you know. But then after high school, I joined up with uh, with this punk rock band called Even Ground. Okay. And then I did Even Ground for a while, and then I decided I was going to try and be an adult and not be in bands. And then I started playing World of Warcraft, and then I started being in bands again because that was way more fun. So you so. Th you thought being an adult was going to World of War Warcraft? I, don't know, man. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? 
I'm like, I'm in a relationship. I got a job. I should just do that stuff. And then like, I just needed somewhere to like focus my energies. And video and, games uh, was it? And so then I started playing music again and I was like, oh, this is way better. Yeah. Good thing you went back to music. <laughs> <laughs> now Naman, Naman dragged me under. And we yeah. played a show with Sean before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love those. Yeah. The, uh, you know, Jeremy's very close to my heart. <laughs> yeah. He's a special boy. He is. Yeah. yeah. Good, good guy. Yeah. That yeah. guy. What about you, Megan? Um, I grew up here most of my life. Um, my background is less in music, more in cheerleading. But uh, that's that's pretty far removed now. Coached for a long time, and now I'm just doing the pitch black thing. That consumes uh, the bulk of my time. I bet because running your own business is a lot of your time. It's man, man. That's I. <laughs> it's always funny when somebody's like, "Ah, you own your own business. You could do whatever you want." I'm like. You're <laughs> Yeah, they don't know the real life about owning Mm -hmm. your own business. Every once in a while, I get to eat. Sometimes (laughs) pretty cool. (laughs) It's pretty cool. No, it's 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 rad, though. It's allowed us to kind of kind of do a lot of really cool things. And so it's been it's been a good time for us. Learned a lot of weird skills owning a business. A lot of skills I never thought I'd I'd know. Did you (laughs) probably never learned in school, huh? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, All kinds of crazy stuff. You guys are more Swiss Army knife than a standard knife now it's true it's true we're not butter knife <laughs> no <laughs> but butter knife flatheads and that's it that's it that's and all butter. you can do yeah flatheads butter <laughs> that's you know, butter that's just a different butter yeah so, i mean what? but you guys are the swiss army knives now of yeah. knives yeah, yeah you're, they're like the multi-tools now yeah and like it's it's just so funny to me when people think like running your own business you're your own boss that's cool, but they don't understand that running your own business, you're working more hours in the day. Than now that like, comes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. How did you guys, so how did Pitch Black come into being? How did, how did, how did it go from concept to <laughs> a building? How did you, you guys, guys form like Voltron? How did, how did that happen? Do you, do you want the, the long convoluted story? Follow, just follow your heart. Yeah. yeah. Oddly enough, Jeremy and I, uh, speaking of Jeremy Ainsworth, so Jeremy and I, uh, when Drag Me Under first started, we had ordered our first first run of shirts from another band out of Portland. They had like their own little screen printing thing going. And uh, and it was like, we had to pay like $8 a shirt. It was like a four color shirt. And we're just like, that that is too much money. We're in a hardcore band. We can't sell these for more than 10 bucks. So we're making two dollars a shirt, which is not worth it. And so we're just like, we can, we can do this ourselves. We can, we can figure this out. And so we bought all the stuff. But I needed to buy like a really nice printer for the transparencies. And then we were using that, and like a photographer friend hit me up, and because he, he knew I had this printer, and he's like, hey, can can you do a couple prints for me? Like I'll just, I'll just kick you down a couple bucks for paper. And I was like, yeah, I don't, yeah, sure, why not? Why wouldn't I do that? And then I did it for like maybe two or three other people, and I was like, I should just start doing this because this is cool. And then I mentioned it to Megan one time and- That was the mistake. Yeah, I mentioned <laughs> looking into it and we just found a bunch of equipment and started it in her spare bedroom. Yeah, so that was that was the origins of Pitch Black. Yeah. I guess it wasn't that long and convoluted, Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I thought you said it was gonna be a good long story and it was 
really short. Yeah. Also, remember when I said that the IG live thing I thought was going to be long too, and it was five minutes. So <laughs> apparently, I don't know what time is. <laughs> just very concise. And time just- and time nowadays is very convoluted. <laughs> fluid. Yeah. Very fluid. Yes. <laughs> Who came up with the name uh, Pitch Black? I don't know. That, that was that was all of us. It uh, yeah. <laughs> at the time we were looking a lot of pictures of red pandas, so it was almost red panda. It was almost. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then we just kept spitballing, and and that was the one that kind of just stuck a little better to us, and kind of morphed into allowing us to be the backdrop to all this really cool artwork that we get to make now. Yeah. 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 Almost red panda. That's funny because wasn't isn't there this other panda place in town that does printing, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah. There was no research behind that one. That was just, <laughs> lots of pictures that of red just, pandas. Just being funny. Have you seen those suckers though? They're so stinking cute. Red, red pandas? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're adorable. They're like a combination of a fox and a regular panda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're or like a raccoon and a panda. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know how much I love ninjas, so it works out. It's just great. So when did you guys first open uh, doors? You, you, you're in your new location now, but you used to be on uh, California by yeah, uh, Reno, uh, Reno High School. Yeah, we started there in um, June of 2016 yeah. was when we opened there because uh, we pretty quickly outgrew my spare bedroom and then my hallway. <laughs> and then my- yeah. So yeah, then we, then we moved over there in 2016 and probably what, like, Three months in, outgrew that, and waited until our lease was up. And it's a short lease; it was yeah. only three years, which yeah. is nice. That, that's kind of short, I guess. Yeah, for for a commercial space. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're bursting at the seams. Yeah, I remember the first time I went over there was to meet Easter for something, and I had no idea that you guys had just opened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, which was good. It, it allowed us to kind of do a lot of experimenting with what we could do and kind of find our our niche in the the art gallery piece of things too. That was, that was never part of the plan. Um, it was just when we were in our old space, somebody came in one day, they're like, you guys have walls. I got stuff to hang on walls. You cool if I use your walls? And we were like, yeah, it's all true. Let's do it. And it's kind of become a, a larger piece of what we do now in the new space with mm-hmm. a, a completely separate gallery out front. And how did, yeah, how did that transition happen? Like you just, you're an art gallery now too? Like Totally. Totally. That's, yeah. I mean, for the most part, if you ask us if we could do something, we're like, yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of, kind of how the gallery piece of it went too. And it's, it's been, it's been pretty rad because it's the whole reason that we started Pitch Black in the first place was just to be a way to support our local art community and, and give them, you know, just, just more resources and more eyeballs on their stuff. And so it kind of just really fell into that and made sense for us to add that piece of it. And that's, that's one of the best parts of what we do now is it's getting to kind of get I like selling somebody's first painting is like the coolest thing on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Cause they get so excited. They're just like, and to have it. And especially at your new place now, like before it was kind of like the walls that kind of transition into the workspace, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. And now it's just like a separate, you know, mm-hmm. separation between church and state between gallery and print, you know? Yeah, a little bit, little bit, but it's a it's a beautiful space, and it's it's cool to be able to kind of just keep keep helping out Reno's artists and give them a place to a place to show that's uh, I think we're kind of inclusive and kind of just roll with things and and support artists the best we can because you never know what art somebody's going to make until you give them a chance to make it. 
we like to be able to help in that that process. <laughs> yeah, and especially like your new location on Fourth Street, kind of like towards the end of the brewery district, as they mm-hmm. as they like to say now, on Fourth Street. Um, yeah, you guys are like right before you guys get to the the Wells Bridge, mm-hmm. and you guys got a like big space and help you, help the local artists out. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's cool. And it's, and it's great being down here. We were pretty stoked to be able to move everything down here where it's like it's still got some arenas grit. And, and we, we like that about the area. No, and it's good. Like uh, a lot of Reno's grit is getting taken away with all the oh. all the new stuff and Midtown and all kinds of things. It's good to have a little bit of essence of Reno still alive. Totally. Yeah, I know. I mean, some of the oldest buildings in Reno, I think, now are on this street. Yeah. Because like, it was just so such yeah. a modern area. Cause it used to be the highway, you know, before, before I 80, before 395, fourth street was the place where people used to just, when they were passing through or stopping by, that's why there's so much motels and hotels down the street. Just because like, that's like the place right in front of you guys, the El Rancho, like back, mm-hmm. back in the day, it was like a famous like spot where people used to stop and uh, have a good breakfast and stay the night. And, and now things have changed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's cool to kind of bring some of that vitality back around here because it's a it's got a lot to offer and it's and it's cool that it's got like a such a neighborhood feel like it doesn't feel like somebody else has stepped in and like taken over and is trying to run things it's it's still like it's still very neighborly which is one of my favorite things about it like we got we've got a lot of diversity down here and and are doing our best to kind of like maintain and support that rather than push it somewhere else are you guys there right now? Is that where you guys are? At? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's the the back where they, I haven't been in the, the, the new location yet. That's where the magic happens, right there in the back. And my favorite dog is over there that loves me so much. She she loudly yells it whenever you're here too. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, she needs to establish her dominance, which is fine because it's her space. But at the at the end of the day, she loves me, and I I know. <laughs> I'm glad you know, because she, she means it. <laughs> so um, at Pitch Black, you guys get a lot of things that you guys, you know, get requests to be printed. Like, is there any, like, funny things that stand out to you guys? We just got one today that, unfortunately, we couldn't fulfill. But somebody wanted to put their face on a tether ball to give to their oh, yeah. wife for Christmas so that whenever she gets pissed off, she could just she go could back. <laughs> that, that's Man, I gotta figure this one out. <laughs> That's a good one. Right? A tether ball. ball. Dude, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could have seen the, or know the, heard the story behind that. Yeah. <laughs> or, or at least seen the guy or the girl that came in with that idea. Older gentleman. He was, he was trying to help his wife out. <laughs> Re- relieve a little bit of stress. Yeah, you yeah. gotta get it out somehow. Worst ways you could do it, I guess. That's probably a good a good way to do it, you know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> a tetherball? <laughs> Does he have a tetherball court in the backyard? Like that that's that's, that's my next question. That was the part that confused me is I was just like, wait, do you really meet each other at the tetherball courts or something? <laughs> yeah, do you already have this? Did you steal it from elementary school? <laughs> <laughs> but a tetherball court is not hard to make though. That's true. It's just a pole, a rope, and a ball. Mm-hmm. And when you play tetherball, yeah, you, you can just put a bucket with some cement in it. <laughs> <laughs> and 
That's it. Done. You're done. <laughs> and after they're done, they're probably hit as hard as Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> we had a tetherball in my backyard uh, when I was, I was like a teenager, but my little brother and sister had a tetherball. Oh, yeah. Well, I hated tetherball. I'd always get mad, like, <laughs> I to play basketball or football in the playground and, like, have uneven teams and try to get some kid playing tetherball. Like, hey, bro, like, want to play a real sport with us or are you just going <laughs> to stand over this hitting a ball with your fist? Oh, you want to hit it at the ground? <laughs> <laughs> and with tetherball, you, you get that crazy angle, you, you, you could beat everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was super tall. Like it was too easy for me. I was yeah. taller than everyone. You got to get that angle downward, and it goes up. You know, if you know a little bit of science and physics, you could beat anybody on the planet. I was never good at tetherball. <laughs> it's but, a stupid game. Anyway. Yeah. Don't feel bad. <laughs> I didn't really know. I didn't you turned know. out okay. <laughs> yeah. Playing playing in bands is way better than tetherball, anyway. Cooler than World of Warcraft, cooler than Tetherball. Yeah, I mean, World of Warcraft is pretty cool. <laughs> it is cool, but playing bands is way better, though. Way cooler. Yeah. Way cooler. At the end of the day, doing music. <laughs> yeah. You, even, so at the... even, ahead, even though you think playing music is not adultly, other <laughs> other than World of Warcraft, I want to I want to just I want to bring that in every time now. You think being an adult playing World of Warcraft? Yeah. Like, damn it, man. I need to mature and start taking life more seriously. I'm going to play video I'm games. Play World of Warcraft. I need to level up my paladin like an adult. <laughs> uh, but playing... I have to say, one of, my, one of my friends from college met his wife on World of Warcraft, and they are happily married. Yeah, I, I, I have a friend who was we were friends in real life, pre- world of warcraft but she started playing world of warcraft around the same time i did and like her boyfriend of like 10 years now they met on world of warcraft which is weird yeah who needs tinder when you got wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only i mean if you guys aren't compatible on the battlefield like it's not gonna work yeah if you don't got each other's back when like things are on the line which shit yeah. hits the fan yeah yeah <laughs> Feels right there. <laughs> you need to be able to let let the other person know. Yeah, it's kind of like a fight or flight. You got to know if your baby's down for the the battle. If not, yeah. kick her to the curb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's supporting you properly. Like, you know, do you have complementary characters and play styles? Like, you can't both be warriors. Exactly. Like, do you have the axe, or she has the arrows, or she has the axe, and you have the arrows? You know, like too many axes in that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is great. <laughs> so, Going down the video game wormhole. Back, back to your shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what kind of stuff? Like, what's your most common? request or what do you guys mostly do yeah and your services like what do you guys provide so our specialty is uh, artwork reproduction and photography prints and so that's like that's where we started and initially we thought that's all we were going to do turns out it takes a little bit more to keep the lights on around here Mm -hmm. but uh, that's that's the stuff that's really our jam that's the stuff we're best at and most excited about but do a lot of uh, a lot of commercial stuff too lots of the business cards banners stickers 
all that all that fun stuff that kind of rolls with some of this but yeah. the artworks where it's at for us the artworks and and photographer prints Caesar. yeah me i was i always get my prints from pitch black uh fantastic they got you guys got so much awesome paper that i feel not every photographer takes advantage of Totally. And, and we, our offering is pretty tiny compared to what we, what we have available. Um, what we stock here is pretty tiny compared to that. It's a, I had somebody call me one time um, a few years ago in the old shop and they were a photographer and they're like, Hey, how much for a photo print? And I was like, well, what kind of paper are we talking? Are we talking like luster? You want something textured? You want something that? And they went, wait, I get a choice. <laughs> and I was like, what print shops have you been going to? Yes, you get a choice. Costco, Walgreens, or Walmart is probably where they were right. going. High gloss, super. Catch the light. Yeah, because it's so awesome to have like a paper that takes like a color really fantastic. You know, where there's like when you like see a picture and the texture is also on the print that the texture you shot, like a wall or people's clothing, for example. And it's just so much in paper that people don't understand. Totally, totally. We had a photographer in one time and she had done this like glitter body paint series. And there was one of the photos that was um, a man that had like a bunch of like black paint into like red glitter. And she was like, I hate this photo. It's a garbage photo. I hate it. I hate it. And we printed it on a silver metallic paper. So it gave all the whites this like gray undertone, but it had this like super metallic look to it. And after that, it was one of her favorite photos. And she's like, I just didn't know it needed to be just on the right paper. And it, it's just another way to bring that bring that art out a little bit more. It's, it's we nerd out a little bit on paper. Well, I mean, it's good. Like you guys are providing an additional service, you know, uh, for your customers, kind of guiding them through the process. Maybe they're not familiar with what, you know, maybe it's their first time or they, they don't know the different options. Totally. Well, there's so many options, like the, the lines that we use, we have over 300 fine art papers available. And that's, that's a lot to sift through and not everything works with every image. And it's, it's kind of, it's, that's part of the fun for us is that we get to, you know, not being traditional artists ourselves in, in like a visual medium like that. That's how we get to participate in our community and kind of, it comes a little bit collaborative sometimes with some of these pieces to kind of find a way to bring what that image is trying to say out just even through the, the, the substrate it goes on. Yeah, because it's different from looking at it on a monitor on your phone, like putting it on paper brings it to life because you hold it in your hand and it has like, especially when you use like a good paper, like there's a texture to it and you could see the blacks have a texture, the whites have a texture and the grays and all the colors. It's like it's it's a different thing when you hold it in your hand than when you see it on a, a backlit OLED thing, you know, like it's just different. The conversation we have with so many photographers, especially photographers, where like some of them just won't print anything, but they'll do like shoots for clients and stuff, you know, like for weddings or I don't know, whatever, shoots for clients. And then they'll just send them the digital files and just let it go. And I'm like, you spend all that money on like camera, on all your programs to edit, and then all your time learning everything, all that stuff. And then they're just going to, since you just gave them the digital file, they're just going to look at it on their phone. And that's it. And they're going to post it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. you lucky they'll put a filter on it too. And just ruin all your work. You know? <laughs> so. And most likely they go get it printed at Costco, you know? And like and then, send, send it to their family members. Totally. And then your name's on that as the photographer, right? Like you're like, well, that I guess is my work. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and it's hard. Like me as a photographer, what I, what I do 
is like I'll give them the digital file, like you said. They could mm-hmm. print it. They could print it wherever. But holiday season, I'll like I'll like give them a print, like uh, Nick and Rachel. I saw Nick today, and mm-hmm. I was just like, here's a print I made. Happy holidays, and if you want to make prints of your photography, go to Pitch Black. You know, because it's a different feel. You know. It is. Well, and you get to have that conversation mm. too. It's different than when you're like ordering something through, you know, Costco's website, or mm. even if you're getting up into some technically photo printers websites and that kind of thing, you can't have that conversation. See like, well, this, this image might look really badass on this, you know, crazy matte paper. Mm. And it, it helps to be able to have that, that level of service. And you can come in, you can, you know, a little less so now with all the COVID stuff, but touch the papers and check stuff out and, kind of get a sense of, of what you can do it's it's a it's a different world <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like sure. any like anything there's different levels to things totally. and just like the importance of having it in your hand mm-hmm. and uh it printed on some good quality things is people don't understand that and I, I love it i print just for myself like not even for clients just to have mm-hmm. my work on something that's tangible instead of like on a digital file when you think about how like if you know you're going through a box of your grandparents old stuff and you find like that picture of grandma from like 1924 and you're like this is so rad and that's it that like hard drives crash internet you know comes and goes in different formats and everything but those those like tangible pieces like that stuff that stuff lasts and it's and it makes it really special yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I never knew. I never really knew the types of the, the funny thing for paper and stuff with me is like watching The Office got me into that. World. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were watching an episode the other night, and they what did they say? They said something about like a. <clears throat> they were talking about a pr- pricing on a twenty pound bond paper or something like that. And I was like, that's totally not true. Like. <laughs> Four pounds heavier on that bond cost me like less than two bucks or two bucks less than the price they just stated. I'm like, they're making some shit up. It was the nerdiest <laughs> moment I think I've had in a long time. <laughs> and with the office, like it's uh it's pretty hard to be pretty nerdy with that because everything's outlandish on the office. <laughs> no, because it, it's it's crazy too, like how you mentioned weight of paper. People don't understand that either. Like when you say like a four weight or three weight or like, you know, or for PT is a PT or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, it's like different and people don't understand that there's just, there's, it's just so different from a regular piece of paper that you're printing at your office, you know? Totally. totally. Well, and again, to go back to that, like having that personal service of a, a like a local company that you can go and chat with and, and feel the papers and stuff. We had one time saw, seen that a, um, an online retailer was offering one of the same papers that we did. And so I was like, cool, this is a great opportunity for me to be able to like check out our quality versus their quality. So I sent in a photo on, ordered it on that paper that I knew we had. I made one in, in our shop and then theirs came in and I went to compare it. And I was like, these sneaky motherfuckers, like they sent like a lesser weight version of that same paper. Some, you know, lay person, quote unquote, is not going to know that. But I, I'm like literally holding that same paper. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> That's some sneaky shit, and you're charging them for the higher weight. And yeah. that's how corporations make their money. Like, we're apparently all wrong. Honest businessmen out and women out there just not screwing over your customers, providing high quality service. Yeah, 
It's not very profitable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, when, when like people ask me about like, hey, my prints, you're like, why does your prints cost so much? I'm like, feel this paper compared to like this paper. And that's it. Like, and like, look at it closely. Like you can see textures and things. And when you use like the cheaper paper, it just looks like glossy. It doesn't like, it doesn't stand out. Like you said, with like the metallic one and things like that, it just depends on what you're shooting. There's, there's textures of things. Totally. Well, and with like some of the black and white work that you do, like not being able to bring out all those variations of the blacks and get that depth Mm -hmm. between those, those different shades, like it just, it shaves levels off of your work if you're printing it on a glossy photo from Walgreens. Yeah. <laughs> or like you just look at it on the screen. Like it's like different from the screen from the paper. Like it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Well, um, how, how have you guys been doing with COVID and the pandemic and moving? Because when did you guys move in? Like March? We moved in here May of 2019. Yeah. So we oh. were... We were, we were a little bit settled in here, thank goodness. Yeah, it wasn't, but, uh, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> um, but it was, it was, it's definitely been, been rocky. Like that first lockdown, we basically just locked our gallery doors and just, you couldn't come in unless you made an appointment, which was kind of cool because it meant we knew when somebody was stopping <laughs> by, you know, that was kind of great. But also like it was, you know, it was definitely took some maneuvering to kind of get through it so totally it was interesting to watch too because having the the commercial end of what we do and then the art end of what we do um it was interesting to watch like artists are hustlers like they're already used to like I've got to be flexible I've got to adapt like this is dipping so I got to find another way to do this and so our art prints stayed relatively steady if not went up a little bit when like tattoo shops closed and so the tattoo artists were like well shit I guess I got to sell some prints online and so that stayed pretty steady, but our commercial stuff just tanked hard because most of those people, they're like, they're, they're used to like business existing mm-hmm. as they know it. And so we, it was like a couple days before the, like the, the first lockdown, we were just all day long. It was commercial clients calling saying, cancel, 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 cancel. You gotta like shut it all down. We can't, we, we don't have the money anymore. And mm-hmm. so our commercial stuff just tanked hard. And it was cool to watch the artists like kind of stay steady and and they 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 flipped better than anybody and faster and figured it out and then the commercial stuff has started to started to pick back up a little bit and you know every time there's a little bit of a dip in you know what's how regulations change and that kind of a thing it tends to dip a little bit because we have a lot of clients in like entertainment industry and in you know nightlife and that kind of a thing so like you know close the bars and the bars aren't needing to print anymore and so we we definitely have seen a lot a lot more roller coaster than we're used to, but I I think we're lucky to ha- be hanging in there the way that we are right now. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've interviewed a lot of business owners, and you know it's, it's scary times for everyone. And it's glad to hear somebody's been not destroyed by this. Because <laughs> yeah, it helps a little too that like we're we barely know what we're doing. And so we're constantly like, we're, we're hustling the same way the artists are where we're like, whatever, this isn't working. We've got to adapt. And, and that, that I think honestly has helped us a little bit rather than being used to what's traditionally worked mm-hmm. for everybody. That's not what's working right now. Yeah. And so it's a little adaptive. Mm-hmm. Just finding new avenues to do the work that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it helped us out too. Like it sort of forced us to change the way we do something. So some of our, some of the back end stuff had to change because of it, which ended up being kind of a good thing. So, yeah, you know, a few positives out of it. It gave us, we had to step back and like sort of 
reevaluate almost everything that we did. And then focus your energy and like what really made money compared Mm -hmm. to like other things. Yeah. Yeah. Fine tune things so that we can find ways from the back end to be a little bit more profitable with what we were already doing. And just, just lots of, lots of experimenting and adjusting. (laughs) It's a good time. (laughs) So you guys are pretty involved with lots, like Caesar said, mentioned organizations and things within the community. How did that come about Mm -hmm. as the business? Is that something that just naturally happened or did you guys purposely plan to do that? I feel like it was pretty natural. Um, we both already knew people, you know, like working with Holland Project was kind of a no-brainer just because I'm playing music. I know people at Holland Project, so it was pretty easy to do. And like just wanting to be involved with different charities and different organizations, you know, like just doing what we can. We can't always do everything that that different organizations want, but we try and help out where, wherever we can, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a very little of what we've done here has been strategic. Um, like I said, we barely know what we're doing. <laughs> so, so a lot of it is just like that. We naturally gravitate towards wanting to um, wanting to support people that are doing things that either that we're excited about or that we think we can help with. And so it's 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 pretty easy for us to be able to just find ways that what we can use what we what tools we have to help support what they're doing whether it's just getting more eyeballs on what they're doing or whether we can like financially support or donate in kind or what whatever we can do to kind of help the things that we love to continue to be around so that we can continue to enjoy them nice well um caesar kind of asked this do you guys get a lot of weird requests or like things that you can't fulfill from people where you're just like, like the, the mm. tetherball or you're other, like, other than the tetherball. Cause I feel, I feel there's crazy requests sometimes. <laughs> Every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. We get that for us. It's, it, we get excited to be able to like find ways to help with some of the, some of the weird stuff. Like mm-hmm. we helped this one lady one time was doing this big, like family tree project. And so we helped her make a bunch of like, print on fabric for throw pillows and she made her family all these like throw pillows of their their family tree and so like the weird stuff is really kind of kind of our jam but every once in a while yeah we get like really really bizarre stuff or people honestly the the biggest bummer is when we get people who are like yo i found this picture on google will you print me a giant poster i'm like great did you pay the artist for that image then no (laughs) and they don't seem to get it either like a lot of times they're just like yeah but like it was on the internet i'm like yeah i don't i don't care (laughs) i just copied and pasted yeah so yeah i don't know you do get some weird weird stuff they think you're kinkos they do they do do. and some of the some of the stuff that we get asked about two people are concerned is going to be super weird but it's like i guess just being kind of a weirder shop anyway it's not weird for us like we We've done like kink photos and stuff like that where people are, you know, used to getting told like, ah, boobies, no, you can't print that here. And <laughs> we're just like, that's cool, we'll print it. It's there's, there's nothing. Everybody's consenting in this. We'll help. We had, we had one photographer who did kink photos and he had a bunch of shops say no, but he he was telling us that they would always say yes at first because to he would nudity. like Yeah, because he would just be like, Hey, can you guys print nudity? You know, and the shop would always be like, oh, yeah, totally. And we figured out that what it is, is that he was doing, like, nudity of transgender people. And we assumed that all the other shops, like, oh, yeah, big, huge boobs. Awesome. Let's do this. And then when they saw the images, they were like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> and then when we saw it, we're just like, yeah, I don't, I don't see the problem. 
this is, this is totally fine. Open your minds, yeah. my friends. Open your minds. Yeah. yeah. The only problem that came from that one was it was back in our other shop where everything was just one big room, and these were <laughs> like twenty by thirty prints, and we had. At the time that they're like coming out of the printer, we had a kid bring his mom in and then like a woman bring her four-year-old son in. So Maurice is like standing as much as he possibly could, blocking as much as he could. Trying to play um, defense. Yeah. One time there's just a bunch of families coming in. I was like, really? Right now? Come on, guys. No, because there was no separation at the other shop. Like I could walk, I could walk in the door like one step in and I could see what's being printed out of that mm-hmm. huge printer you guys have. And if it was boobies, obviously you're looking. Yeah. <laughs> or or other than boobies, you know, like totally. but, totally. but yeah. all the boobies nobody sees it. <laughs> yeah. Keep most people out of the back. Uh, that's good. <laughs> well, if there's one thing you want people to know about your your shop, what what is it? we're here <laughs> yeah yeah there's one thing yeah we're here <laughs> but the other thing is that you, you just if you have a question just ask us honestly mm-hmm. i feel like that's you know we a lot of times people are just they seem like they don't want to ask a question because they think it's going to be weird and to us it's probably not going to be that weird you know yeah just ask yeah you guys print boobies so yeah, we print boobies it's fine we'll print most things most <laughs> <laughs> boobies and other things so it's just what's if there's nothing weirder than that you'll be fine right yeah, exactly. <laughs> how many how many cat pictures do you guys do or cat cat prints yeah shockingly few <laughs> shocking good, good. Dogs, and dogs yeah a lot of dog pictures yeah. okay yeah After this is a wave of cat pictures i know right <laughs> yeah do- dogs are better than cats <laughs> Yeah, the, cats are cats are wild, but there's there's wild cat ladies out there and cat people, and mm-hmm. I feel I thought there would be more cats, but it's a good thing there isn't. Yeah, no, not 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 very many cats. That's mm-hmm. man, that's interesting. I've never really thought about that, but I yeah, I think we printed one cat. We just did one like last week. One cat. I, yeah. We did. Yeah, that, yeah, one of those cats. <laughs> Maurice wasn't even there. He was playing in his in his uh. <laughs> yeah. World of Warcraft, trying to be an adult. What yeah. is happening? Is that what's happening over on your computer over there? Usually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grinding. I think terms that only like a few people will get. He, he's still trying to be an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Need more healers for my 25 man raid. <laughs> one person, one person is going to listen to this and go, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> Uh, Please tell me if that happens. <laughs> so my Hello, song, Caesar, uh, you want to play your song? Uh, me? Yeah, my song, my 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 song of the week. Sorry, I'm still thinking of World of Warcraft, but um, song of the week is World of Warcraft. Yeah, uh, my song of the week. So uh, this photographer I follow, uh, Vincent, he's from Seattle. He put this this artist up. And uh, is what Jeru, and uh, he's originally from Ohio. He comes from this collective of Ohio rappers, and this is off his uh, first debut album, The Flow slash Four Stories. And it's Jeru featuring Kane. And uh, listen and enjoy, guys. Salud. What? Uh. Uh. What? Yeah. 
what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I know, but you know how that go. We've been avoiding tough questions, just going with the flow. What? Good dude. You know I love you like free food. You only call when you and your mans are going through. I know you. You won't quit until a new job hires you. That's why I can't fuck with you. Too indecisive. Every year you start and stop school. If I was you, I'd take some time out to find you. Or you'd be some next man's other woman soon. Uh, now I don't know why the fuck I'm fucking with you. Oh. But you know how that go We've been avoiding tough questions Just going with the flow uh, I be doing shit cause it's convenient And I don't really mean it I'm starting to see it You remind me of somebody I don't wanna be with But I'm right here Still coming over Still at your crib We converse about bullshit Another shit Talk about anything But how this going in Damn, I'm starting to notice a trend If we ain't hanging out You staying in the crib I think she falling for the kid Yeah. Girl, you don't so much. Why can't uh. you go with the flow? Yeah. Girl, you don't so much. Uh. Just go with the flow. But you know how that go We've been avoiding tough questions Just going with the flow We were on your balcony Staring at the moon Drinks in hand Catching up Listening to tunes You kiss me on my neck Whisper some provocative shit And then your friend walked in The shit got weird it Started off platonic Now we here What happens when your friends Fall for other friends I sound pretentious But you gotta be specific About your intentions Cause Ro will hit it You gotta deal with it Go, go Avoiding tough questions, just going with the flow. You text me like you say my life. You gave me game, I took your advice. Who knew? Used to ride around with Shorty, had the windows down, music on. No destination, her and I had simple fun. But too many options equal none. And that attention that you seek merely made you look weak. And we be on to the next, like next week. You text, can we fuck again? I didn't want to want it, but I did. Yeah. Girl, you don't so much. Why can't uh. you go with the flow? Yeah. Girl, you don't so much. Uh. Just go with the flow. But you know how that go We've been avoiding tough questions yeah. Just going with the flow If I miss you, I tell you Don't ask, I might lie Vibe with me Vibes don't lie I'm too picky I get bored too easy Miss me with that I need you to need me It's not because I don't know It's because I don't care I try to told you how it go But you wasn't all there Unless they tell you You the only one Presume that you not And just because you start Don't assume it will stop Yeah, I know, but you know how that go. We've been avoiding tough questions, just going with the flow. Yeah, I know how that go. Avoiding tough questions, just going with the flow. Oh. What? Yeah. What?
Welcome back. That was Caesar's song of the week. It was called the Go With the Flow or The Flow by Jeru featuring Kane. Yeah, uh, Jeru's from like Ohio. Nice little Midwest love. And he's from this like group out of Ohio called Fly Union. And that's off his first solo album. And, you know, I love the introspective hip hop where you talk about yourself and your growth and stuff that happens. Because I also love the bling bling stuff, you know, but that is my favorite when you like know about yourself, your growth and rap about it. And he definitely does this in this flow. It's good. It's about girls. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> smooth song like, or smooth production. Nice beat. Yeah, what more do you want? Yeah. Salute to Vincent out there in Seattle. Um, he's a real big like he shoots a lot of photography and film and uh, he does a great job. And he like put me onto this, so so it's you, Vince. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what we've got up next. It's it's news time. World news. <laughs> yeah. And this week, leading off news, we've got a, a COVID vaccine. Multiple COVID vaccines have been approved around the world, and the first doses were, were given out this week in the UK. They're expecting uh, this coming week they'll be here in the United States. So uh, maybe there's a light at the end of this dark tunnel we are currently in. Yeah, like I have little things about it, you know, conspiracy Caesar. But uh, I'm, and it's funny because I think I read an article where it was like half of the New York uh, fire department is not going to take the vaccine or they don't want to. So like it's just kind of like weird. Came out after, you know, got a approved after right after the elections and the new york fire department doesn't want to take it or half of them and that's a lot of people so i don't know well i mean like 40 percent of americans say they don't want to take it but america so, america they're the, not the only ones yeah america's the fuck boy of all the countries so i don't even know what to ask <laughs> how are you guys feeling about this vaccine are you are, are you Super excited to take it, or are you kind of wary? You know, the conspiracy theory part of my brain also is like lights up, like just a little bit. <laughs> you guys kind of got that out there pretty, pretty freaking fast, you know. But uh, also, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. This means maybe it will. There, like you said, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So I'll probably I'll probably take it. Because by the time I get to where I can take it. So many other people will probably have already taken it. Mm-hmm. I can see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Like, look, I, I'm I'm skeptical too. Like, yeah. <laughs> at, the, uh, I'm, at the same time, I'm like, it's they're <laughs> they're gonna give it to millions of people, like starting now. Yeah. So I'm sure we probably won't get one for a while. So I'm like, if, if it's safe for like rich white people, it's probably safe for me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, like that is the. Right, that right there is the barometer you want. Are rich white people taking it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, is, yeah. There, is there going to be a computer chip in that vaccine? You know, because they're trying to track people. Skynet. Yeah, they're going to Caesar, Caesar, don't start. Don't start. Conspiracy Caesar start. Is, is always thinking, you know? <laughs> How can there be a microchip in a fucking, like, do they have, I don't think we have that technology. We don't have fucking nanobots. This isn't fucking Marvel Universe. <laughs> something somebody who already has that technology would say 
Yeah. See? <laughs> see? We're well, on the, we're on the same level. If they're using it to microchip here, here's some here's a fucking truth bomb. They don't need to microchip you. They they can just look at your fucking phone data and see where you are. They they're already tracking you, you fucking morons. Like all you conspiracy theorists out there, I'll tell you something right now. Like they're tracking you already with your fucking cell phones. NSA already could do that. Like they can listen to your conversations, your emails, your text messages. So if you're worried about a vaccine. <laughs> While we're here, I'd like to say hi to the NSA. <laughs> How you guys doing? Uh, you're enjoying the podcast. Skynet, we're on your side. You know? <laughs> but uh, but also I always, I always joke, like if I die <laughs> if I die mysteriously in a in a gas explosion or something that you know the NSA took me out with the drone. <laughs> But also, I can't wait for the day where I could just swipe my hand and pay for everything as well. You know, you almost can do it though already with your phone. Yeah, you can already do that too. Almost, but I like not to have things in my pocket. That's why I like carry a purse with me all the time. But it just be tight to just be like, oh, pitch black, Caesar. You got ordered a thousand prints. Tight. <laughs> That's it, and you guys just take all my <laughs> take all my money. And it sounds like I was at the grocery store. <laughs> Our new hand scanner. Yeah, I can't wait. But uh, what's the next one? The conference begins. So, so are you, so? <laughs> yeah, so this way back in the beginning of the pandemic in Boston, they traced like three hundred and thirty thousand cases of COVID from this one conference. One conference. Jesus. And there was only like there was only like a couple hundred people there, but it, because it was right before like COVID really exploded, no one really knew about it. So none of them took precautions, and like it was a, the conference was from all over the world. So it was responsible for spreading the virus like throughout. It, like in Boston, it spread to like Florida's outbreak was from that, and some of the outbreaks in the Midwest were from that, and then. Australia's outbreak was from that, and like two or three outbreaks in Europe were from that. All from this this conference. Leave it to Boston. That's why I only like a couple things from right. Boston. That's it. There's only there's only a few, and we we talk about it on the podcast. There's not many things from Boston that I like. But they're they're like if this conference had taken place a week early or a week later after restrictions have been put in place that the spread, like the virus wouldn't have spread the way it did. Like, it's just one of those things that it it just happened at the perfect time right before people knew about it. But Florida and Texas. Thanks, China. But Florida and Texas, though, they just keep wilding out like they're high school kids. Yeah, I feel like if Boston hadn't happened, Florida and Texas would have picked up the slack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Florida obviously would have been fine on its own. Yeah. <laughs> need help from anyone oh florida and it's funny because we're going to talk about florida a little bit later but uh yeah florida man we had a florida man sighting but yeah <laughs> moving on <laughs> this is crazy an iceberg the size of delaware is going to hit an island in the south pacific it's going to uh mm -hmm. it's these islands south of the Falkland islands they're british territories they're uninhabited. There's science research stations there, but this iceberg's so big that it, it's going to hit these islands and like be stuck there until it melts. And they're thinking it's going to take three to four years for it to melt completely. So it's going to like ruin these habitats for these seals 
and penguins and other wildlife in the area. But global warming is still fake news, right? Totally not a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sure icebergs the size like of fucking states break off from ice shelts and melt. It's been drifting in the ocean for years. Like that's how. Like I feel like people just don't understand the the size and scale of things. Like this thing is gigantic. It's so much ice that it's been drifting in the ocean for two whole years, and they're thinking it's going to be another three to four years before it melts. Well, especially with like COVID stuff, people don't understand scale anyways. Like that, like if you talk to someone and they talk to another one, it just gets multiplied. People don't understand science. Like that's the thing. America, they're very undereducated. So they don't understand the average things that you should understand. Yeah. So uh, they've been tracking it with like a plane because it's so gigantic and yeah, it's expected next week to to hit the island. Like, they're not sure exactly where, but it's so mass. It's so like it's just it's so massive that it's going to hit these little chain. You know, think about how big the ocean is compared to how small these two relative things are, and they're going to to collide. Yeah, it's for like sure. scene in Bob's Burgers where uh, Tina is driving Bob's car, and there's no cars in the parking lot, and it's <laughs> still practically a light bulb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's just, it's just, Except it's, yeah, on a huge scale. It's real life, though. It's just, it's, it's, it's real life. And these two massive yeah. masses are just gonna like, and it's probably like, good thing it's an uninhabited island because, like, you're gonna stand, if it was inhabited, you'd probably stand on the edge and just watch an iceberg slowly hit you. Yeah. It just, it just gets stuck. Like, it's gonna just run aground on this island and, and sit there you know maybe some of it breaks apart eventually they you know this has not happened so they don't know what's going to happen but it's it's crazy kind of cool but also just terrifying to think that's so much ice we're losing off the the antarctic ice shelf some at some points it's cool in a very depressing way <laughs> yeah that's why yeah. i make bob's <laughs> <laughs> well in some uh good news the a Texas attorney general lost his fucking frivolous ass lawsuit that he filed with Trumpito this week um, to, to overturn millions of people's votes because they these people are so bad at taking L's. But when you really think about it, these are like the same people who have refused to take an L since the Civil War ended. So yeah. like you can't really be surprised that they're reacting this way. They're no. fucking terrible. But yeah, the Supreme Court yeah. denied him. It's it's wild to me that people are like this. It's like a cult, like a serious cult. It one hundred percent is a cult, dude. And it and and it scares yeah. me because this is like because mm-hmm. of, because you know Mr. Cheeto hands came into power and whatever. All these people are coming out of the woodwork, and they've been coming out of the woodwork, and they think it's safe to come out. And there's just like all these shenanigans, like it just it just. I, I I always look at the best. Yeah, people. he called. Go ahead, Sean. No, he called. He called for people. It's like maybe some states should get together and st- like to f- actually follow the Constitution. And I'm like, uh, 
that's exactly what you guys tried to do 165 years ago and we all know how that fucking turned out apparently maybe we don't all know how that turned out because we fucking lost and i'm like i'm like bye good like i was i'm like oh god i wish i have we have fucking we i i I should share the conversation we had the other day on my group chat about when we were talking like oh my god how great it would be if we just got rid of some of these shitty fucking states and just had like the western united states (laughs) and how great like life could be with all the laws and stuff we'd have universal health care and we just let them stay in their own little shithole country where everyone's poor and dies from disease and everything Mm -hmm. ah I dream like be still my heart. <laughs> I wish this happened. The well, biggest mistake we made was fucking not letting them leave before. <laughs> Let them go. Although to be fair, I'd like to point out that I would be there because that's where I was born. Was in the south, so that's where I'd be. But you yeah, were- my family's my family's from the south. Yeah, you get but like we would give a plan. You would have like a year. To decide, like, are you stay there? Or are you going to move? You know, people would give like a year to figure everything out and move, and then like after that, it would be like, all right, like, no, like we were just like, no migration, no immigration. Yeah. <laughs> like they'd probably build a wall anyway to keep all of us out. <laughs> Hasn't Texas like seceded a couple of times already? Anyways, they try. And here's the thing about that. Yeah. Here's the thing about that. Texas was its own country. And you know what they did? They had to come begging to get back into the fucking United States. And this is and like the, the best part about this is like the United States was like, eh, I don't know. We're we're not really sure. And they made them wait like eight years before they let them back into the union. That's why I love so, Sean. Yeah, like the Texas Sean is a history teacher yeah, and he like bring, all brings stuff. it all back. It's it's awesome. Because I knew he would know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's such fucking nonsense. The text people in Texas have so much pride. I'm like, yeah, like not really, guy. Like you guys were fucking. You guys just stole this from all the fucking Mexican people who were living here. Brought mm-hmm. a bunch of slaves in to work the land and tried to do it on your own. When you failed, you came back hat in hand, asking fucking daddy to save you. That's Beaches. why. That's why Texas tries to be bigger because they're overcompensating about their mistakes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Say about big states. <laughs> 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 but like but like but like the same thing with this cult stuff that we talked about so um in michigan armed protesters went to the secretary of state's house demanding that they overturn the results of the election and these people like like sean said they can't take else you know yeah. and they're coming in there with guns to a person's house that's a politician and yet, if I, I I guarantee if I walked to someone's house, I'd get shot right away with a gun not strapped on, you know? I mean, all this shows is that these people are, aren't fucking Americans. They don't really care about the Constitution. All they care about is winning. And the yeah. moment they lose, they're willing to fucking throw any principle, any fucking law, any fucking thing that, that they don't agree with goes out the window so that yeah. they can fucking feel good about themselves. Yeah, which is like the this... This would be the biggest participation trophy if they overturned the election. <laughs> yeah, such hypocrites. They're yeah, such hypocrites. They're saying if you vote for Biden, it was, um, it's not a valid vote. All the only yeah. valid votes are for fucking Trumpito, and it's just like, and people get mad that 
A, I wear a, you making me wear a face mask. That's against my civil rights. But you're trying to take others, your uh, fellow man's right to vote. That's like, that's, that's more of a civil right than anything else. I mean, else. like, I feel like these people, these are the, are these people rooting for fucking Darth Vader in fucking Star Wars? Like, what is wrong with these fuck? Are they, are they rooting for fucking Thanos? Like, <laughs> <laughs> snap the fingers please like what the fuck is your problem like all of these famous movies were like you know people rebelling against fascist regimes and, <laughs> and we have people willing to fucking start one we have millions of people ready to start a fascist country right here right now you know though these are the people that would root for thanos but then get mad when they got dusted <laughs> right they wouldn't even know they'd be dust so who yeah. you know they're the, they're the people they're the people who would be like on the side of the empire but then like get mad when the other people fight back yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 so, it's so ridiculous like i feel i feel so bad about my uneducated fellow man all the time and i deal with him at my work all the time and it's just like i wish i wish they could read a book or two you know, it, it fuels my passion to be a better teacher. So I'm like, God damn it. Like, I got to do my part to end this shit. Like, <laughs> you have a responsibility. <laughs> like, yeah. this kid, like these kids ask me questions and I'm like, oh, I got to answer this. Like, this is like, if I don't explain this right, this kid's going to grow up and be a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sean is, Sean is holding the future in his hands. In his hands. Just, just, us, yeah. There's not there's not there's, there's not enough of us. Yeah. <laughs> I I wish there was more people like you, Sean, on the front lines of educating the youth. But we try. We try. Salute <laughs> all my teachers out there. I know what you're going through. Yeah, doing the good work and getting paid nothing, pretty much. Yeah. Nothing Speaking of that, so cops who start off making way more than teachers. Our, uh, California is going to require them to actually have a college degree and have more than the whatever 800 hours of training that are currently needed to be. 800 hours of training is so ridiculous to be a cop. So I, I, I mainly bring this up because there's there's a lot of states that require a college degree or military experience. Like Nevada, you need a college degree, military or at least two years of military experience, right? But... I, I, I brought this up just because like even there's a bunch of states that require the college degree, but there needs to be all this training that needs to happen as well to make these people not be shitty people, you know, because even if they have a college degree, they're still shitty to their fellow human being. Here's the thing, though. No amount of fucking training is going to make these people not be shitty people. See, and like. That's the problem. Like, how can we fix that, though? Like, a college degree is not going to fix it because, obviously, because I think, like... It'll weed out some of these people, though. It it would. But, like, some of these guys are still going to be trigger-happy fucking assholes, like... And they're for the power. And get scared of black people and shoot them, regardless of how much training, you know, like, Mm. if they don't buy into the training and they don't believe they have implicit bias and they don't believe in these things, it's not going to work. I think I think uh, I I wonder if taking this is going to sound like non-related, but like if we just take away all those military weapons they have, because then I mean think about how many cops want to just be a badass. That's yes. all they want to be a badass, and how more I mean 
how you can you can't not feel like a badass if you're driving a tank or something. Yeah, with that armored gear on and mm-hmm. their fucking assault rifle across their chest and full yeah. body armor, like, yeah, it's, these guys—it's fantasy for like, uh, and it's bullshit. They don't need that stuff. Like, we're the only country that has regular police that have access to these things. Like, they're gonna be in a fucking movie where someone's robbing a bank, you know? Like, I mean, come on, bro, you're in no. Reno, Nevada. Like, yeah, you're not gonna. There's a SWAT team for that. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna relive the plot of Heat. All right. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's an amazing movie as well. But like, yeah, great movie. fantastic yeah. movie. This isn't Den of Thieves. Yes. No, yeah. but uh, like last week when we talked to uh, uh, Lily, right? She said there's an armored vehicle, like in Reno. There's an armored vehicle, like a military grade armored vehicle for every three cops. Yeah. And I'm like, why do we need that much? Or the fact that the police budget is 36% of the city's budget. Yeah, like, yeah. why do we need so much to that? Like, and it's just like, it blows my mind. And crime, yeah, like, crime, we were talking about that today because my friend works for the uh, the uh, parks department, and he's like, every single year, no matter what, like, the police budget goes up, and, like, everyone else gets screwed because they keep getting more stuff, even though crime isn't going, like, they're like, we need more, like, the statistics aren't bearing out what you're saying. Yeah. If, if more money in the police department meant less crime, then we should have no crime. Yeah. If so don't have no crime. We, we could talk about this forever, but yeah, I know. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But like, it just like, yeah, it just, it's just crazy to think how much money goes into that and not, you know, nothing happens from it really, you know? They're punishing people. They're they're punishing people. They're not doing crime prevention, and that's what it should be about. Mm-hmm. But uh, in sad news, Tom Lister, aka Tiny, aka Debo, from yeah. Friday, died the other day. They think it was uh, of COVID-related causes. Like uh, mm-hmm. he canceled. Like he was he was supposed to shoot start shooting a movie last week, and he had to cancel. He was having trouble breathing, and a couple days later. Boom, like they uh, someone they had found him dead in his apartment. One of my favorite memes was like Tiny went to heaven on a Friday. I saw I saw another one that was like an angel looking for her uh halo and then yeah. has him with the halo, halo and he's like, What halo? <laughs> but he was he was in the dark night, like he's been in so many movies, you know? Yeah. Like the one with the Joker, he's like, I should have made this I'm going to make the decision that you guys couldn't do. And he like, throws like he's hard body karate. Like it's fantastic. But RIP to tiny, uh, especially, you know, for us being a little bit older, known Friday and movies like that, uh, you know, typically fifth element. He was the president in fifth. Element. He was a president. He was a black president in the fifth element. And that movie is fantastic. Yeah. And then also, in kind of related news, uh, Disney announced, amongst other things, they announced that they will not be recasting anyone to play Black Panther, but they will still be making Black Panther 2. Yeah, so they're going to try, I was reading articles today about it, they're going to do all the other characters and like push them up and show them how important they are. Yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. interested to see how they handle that story-wise, but I think it's a great decision, like... Mm -hmm. Uh, not to replace they, they were like Chad Chadwick Boseman is hey, oh my gosh look at that guy <laughs> so 
okay. We're, speak of the devil. Why aren't speak you of that? <laughs> that handsome, good-looking devil. Why aren't you? Why aren't you cutting hair right now? Right. <laughs> are, you can't hear him. Are you? Are you making that coffee bar right now? That's a secret. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's doing. I know. I'm a ninja. But yeah, so yeah, so like I think the sister's gonna come up because in the comics, like uh, Chadwick Boseman's like sister um, in Black Panther also becomes the Black Panther later on. So I, I hope they go with that storyline. I think that would be super cool. To see. Yeah, I think so too. And mm-hmm. she's great. Like Letitia Wright has been great in that mm-hmm. character as that role, and she's super funny. And yeah, I think that would be great. When he passed, I wasn't sure because I, you know, I was reading like you know, you read all the like theories are they gonna cast him? Are they not? What are they gonna do? And I was kind of like, I'm kind of okay with whatever, because I sort of felt like Marvel would at least handle it well, right? But but I would be really stoked to see uh, what's her name be Black Panther. I think that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. And like, and Marvel does so well with their stories, anyways. You yeah. know, so it's like it's it's hard to see him fumble something this important. You know. So they're gonna do their best, and it's gonna be. Fun. And Ryan Coogler, Ryan Coogler's still in charge of the. Yeah, he's, he's directing he's, the movies. Yeah, so. he's directing and fine. writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll mm-hmm. be fine. Speaking of fine, all the announcements Disney made about the Star Wars expanded universe this week. So many. So I'm so first excited. Of all, sidebar here, tangent. I have been playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order for the last couple of weeks on xbox and the story of the game is great but fuck ea it is such a shittily designed game i almost stopped playing it there's so many bugs and like the game mechanics are so broken and terrible like i had every single boss i had to look up on the internet like why isn't it like the mechanics of the game don't work like they just when you are fighting certain enemies they just like the mechanics don't work it's like unique set of rules for all these different encounters but they're tying in like even some of the stuff they're tying in to these from the video game are going to be in these new shows like we got the mandalorian's going to continue they're going to do an ahsoka show they're going to do another show that takes place during the same timeline called rogues the the bad batch i'm excited about that one yeah, the the clone war that's going to be the animated one on mm-hmm. the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing the the Obi Wan story. They're going to do a haunt or a Lando Calrissian limited series. So there's so much, so excitement. Like this is the season of the Mandalorian is just blowing me away with how great it's been. It is fa- fantastic. It's a great, it's a great season. I haven't watched the newest one, so don't spoil it for us. No, we're not uh, going to say anything because people need to watch it. Yeah, but like. Like Sean said, it took like so many years to make like a fantastic Star Wars story, you know? Yeah, it's so good. It's I've come to realize that my favorite Star Wars stories are the ones that have like next to nothing to do with the Jedi because Rogue One was amazing. No, Rogue One is probably like like one or two in my Star Wars stories. Like, and it's and especially you know how it ends, but yeah. but still how they get to it is fucking fantastic. Then like the Mandalorian comes around and it's just as good and I'm so stoked for like all the spin-offs from the Mandalorian. Great. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. And that's the thing, like if Star Wars isn't just about the Jedi, yeah. and I think the the worst thing they did with the the last three movies was focus it on Luke Skywalker so much and like 
that that whole like they should have expanded it more like yeah whatever i'm not gonna go down that we've, we've <laughs> gone down that hole so many times numerous let's times. just let's just embrace this good news yeah. and hope uh dave filoni and john favreau have a say in a lot of these things and and keep it going because Dave Filoni mm. saved Star. Look, Dave Filoni, in my opinion, saved Star Wars. Clone Wars kind is like the only thing that makes the prequels work, and then Rebels and the Mandalorian like kind of tie everything in together. Mm. That he's he's the one tying up all these plot holes and loose ends that the the movies don't address. Yes, and salute to John Favreau, Swingers, one of my favorite movies, and he is fantastic. Star Wars universe. So yeah, and he like yes. Salute John Favreau. Put it out to the put it out to the universe. Come on our show. We'll be great friends. Yeah, so I just I can't wait. Salutes I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Salutes to Disney. I fucking hated Disney my entire life. And now I have to begrudgingly mm-hmm. like them as they they provide all this great yeah. entertainment during uh COVID and pandemic, but I'm you know, nothing to do. But, but like side note on like Disney and like corporations, how awesome is like Warner Brothers bringing everything to like HBO Max and you could watch it at the same time it comes out in movie theaters? I mean, I don't have HBO Max, so I'm not that great. No, but like, <laughs> no, but like, like Wonder Woman is gonna like come out at the same time on HBO Max. And it is on movie theaters and anything. It's not even going to go to theaters. No, it'll still go to theaters, but still HBO Max as well. And it's like no extra charge, unlike Disney for like Milan to get that uh, to see it before everybody else. You got to pay like twenty bucks or whatever. This uh, this is all a calculated business move. They're not doing this out of the kindness of their hearts. They saw how little money Tenant made here, and they know no one's going to movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the only reason they're doing it. But like everything in twenty twenty one, that Warner Brothers is coming out with it's going to be on hbo max yeah but if you don't have hbo max like maurice just said it's not that good of a thing but no but like to the average consumer it's fantastic you don't have to even leave your house anymore right (laughs) if you have hbo max (laughs) (laughs) but it's not it's not even that expensive so i'm gonna still have to go to the theaters to see dune great yeah i was shocked that with dune that announcement because I can't believe they're not going to have that go out into the theaters. So so the director in Dune was also talking shit to Warner Brothers because they're doing all like releasing it on HBO Max. And he had like a big like thing he told to Warner Brothers, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You guys are ruining the movie industry and things like that. But yeah. Hmm. Throwing shit around. Sorry. Is that my best friend? Yeah. <laughs> well, in uh, good news, are we have a hero of the week this week. Florida man actually did some good. This man in Florida has been paid the bills of over 100 people who are going to have their power shut off uh, for Christmas. Uh, he started this last year. He, he paid off, like I think, like 40 or 50 people. And then he saw like so many people were suffering during the pandemic that he had this extra money at the end of the year and wanted to help people out. So he's paying all these bills. And he's like, some of them are literally like 90, 110 bucks, like such small amounts that people couldn't afford to pay. And that's why they were getting their power cut off. So uh, he's keeping people's lights on literally uh, for the holidays. So salutes to him. Yeah. To Florida, man. 
right? And then in a new segment, salutes to Lily for, for get, coming up with the name of this. In our white mediocrity of the week, um, this will be a new segment that I'm sure I will not have trouble finding <laughs> stuff for. This one's actually a personal one. So salutes the other day, Ethan Page came out as transgendered and, you know, like formerly Ellen Page has been an actress. If you're a Trailer Park fan, Trailer Park Boy fan, you know, she was like acting on that show in Canada, uh, which is 12 now, he, uh, Ethan Page. And this guy on my Facebook fucking posted about how like gender and sex are the same thing and these people aren't legitimate and blah, 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 blah. So I like, you know, was like, and I feel like I'm being a super big person for not saying this person's name because I wanted to, because he made me so mad. But I was like, hey man, like, I think you're mistaking gender for sex, like biological sex. And he was like, he literally cut and pasted like some Google definition and was like, no, they're actually the same thing. And I was like, well, you know, I've only, I only taught a class about it for six years. Like, you know, like <laughs> I, I'm going to have to agree to disagree. And this motherfucker and his fucking stupid, arrogant, white mediocrity had the fucking nerve to say, well, in my opinion, you what you taught those kids was a lie. And they like you taught them the wrong thing and didn't know what you were doing. Damn. And I was like, in your opinion, who the fuck cares? You're like not qualified to fucking weigh in on this. <laughs> to not have an opinion. Because he doesn't have the credentials. And this is what's wrong. <sighs> so this is one of the few things that the internet gives people. They feel they have the power, but they really don't. It took all. It literally was like two hours of me like telling myself not to reply to him and just blow him up. But I'm like, if we were in person, I definitely would have laid hands on this guy for talking to me that way. But I was like, you know what? You know, what? it's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. I said what I had to say. Like, I, I, you know, it just makes me so bad that not only is he arrogant, but he's like just spouting such hateful fucking ignorant shit. No, I, I had the another thing on Facebook, like same thing when I posted about uh, the police harassing the homeless people and like moving them out mm-hmm. of like their little camps that they have like on like four sheet or whatever one of the, like we rode bmx together as younger and stuff like that and he's like good riddance get these homeless people out of town and like it took so much effort for me not to write anything back to give him any gas under his fire because like if i saw him in real life like i would give him a fucking fantastic backhand like he doesn't understand like like homeless people are homeless like not because of their own choice you know like sometimes well, it's just this circumstance close, and ignorance like, yeah how close he is to like being in that situation like how close all of us are like uh, yeah i added i had a whole unit on homelessness in my class just because i like people's attitudes to, like again people's attitudes toward this and i'm like yeah these are people too like they're not like we're demonizing the least amongst us and yeah. we fucking treat them like shit. Like yeah. he, he was like capitalism is a death cult. Yeah, he was like, You're making our city worse. And I was like, You don't understand their situation at all. 
And I'm just like, if, like if he was in real life in front of my face, like, ugh, I might have to strangle a motherfucker. Well, yeah. this perfect. This is a perfect segue into my song of the week because <laughs> my song of the week is from the video game it's soundtrack Cyberpunk 2077, which takes place in a dystopian future where people are living terrible lives. But it is by the one and only Run the Jewels, and the name of the song is No Save Point. It has a fantastic uh, music video that accompanies it that you should all check out. But uh, like we said, LP, the Killer Mike have been on point this entire year. They give us what we need all the time. Mm -hmm. This is no different. So listen and enjoy. Salud. Welcome back, guys. That was Sean's song of the week, and it was No Safe Point by Run the Fucking Jewels. Yeah, uh, great 
concepts like they they follow the concept of the game with their lyrics the music video obviously check it out on youtube if you guys haven't seen it uh follows the aesthetics of the cyberpunk thing their sound fits perfectly with it and uh you know like they manage to wrap all this still with a meaningful message with commentary on what's going on right now because they are run the jewels and that's what they do and like i was saying in the break i'm like run the jewels just makes me want to run up on people <laughs> you know? yeah what do you guys yeah, they're so, so aesthetically pleasing yeah what do you guys think about run the jewels yeah i i love them i got into them when two came out same here mine. yeah a friend of mine had like mentioned something about about how good they are and i was like all right yeah i'll, I'll pick it up and it was like the second track sold me because that that weird beat came in like the weird noise that goes into the beat came in and i, yeah. I was just like oh, this is something a little a little different i like this What's awesome, yeah. what's awesome about Run the Jewels, I feel they hit a bunch of musical things because even people that like like punk or like heavy metal stuff mm-hmm. still love Run the Jewels or yeah. like or like electronic music, like techno, anything like that. Like their sound is very unique that a lot of people from different genres like, you know, go into Run the Jewels. Yeah. Yeah. So it's credit to LPs production and just their uh the versatility of their flow like their their rapping ability that they can they can meld these two crazy styles together and uh like Mm -hmm. wu-tang they have their own style and it's just it's just awesome how accidentally they came together so it's fantastic yeah so again check them out it's one of our favorites here personal favorite of mine yeah Uh, uh yeah anyways let's move on to the meandering questions yeah do you want to start off sean or do you want me to start off i'll start off with the first one this goes you guys just share your opinion what is the most overrated restaurant in reno oh god trying to think under normal times (laughs) i don't know like any restaurant any restaurant anything yeah you have one? Because I, I, I feel like I try to just stick to the good ones. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I don't think about the overrated ones. <laughs> What's one you avoid then? Because you don't think it's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I'm having a hard time finding sushi spots right now. So, uh, so that's any sushi any spot. Sushi spot. <laughs> so I feel like uh, that's that's one where everybody keeps telling me about how yes. great all places are so i have i have a thing about sushi spots yeah because everyone is usually branched off of other sushi spots you know so the sushi in town like we it's pretty average you got to find a place that does something a little bit different because everyone has like the same roles all the time you know Mm -hmm. so it's like it's this quality suffered like i remember you know, 15 years ago, there were each spot had its own kind of roles and mm-hmm. styles, and they were way different. Now, like Caesar said, all these people have just gone from place to place or st- left one place and started their own. That mm-hmm. they're all kind of the same, and that's not as unique or as good as it used to be. Like, I love all you can eat sushi because in Nevada, like, it's when you go to another state and you're trying to eat sushi, you can't do it because, like, it's not all, yeah, it's, it's not all you can eat. But like here now is just so much. Nobody branches out from anything different, and that's what's sad. 
Well, the problem I'm running into is sushi lovers on Fifth and Nevada mm-hmm. uh, sold to some yeah. They had an amazing like vegan slash vegetarian menu. They had the biggest one in town. Yeah, it was far. it was fantastic, and so that's that's where you know we would always go to get sushi, mm-hmm. and, you know, and like friends and everything. So that's just where we'd always go. And then I remember going there to get some sushi after they had sold. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna give it a look, see. I'm gonna give these guys a shot, and it was it wasn't great. And so I've just been searching for new sushi place, and everyone just is like, no, you got to go to this sushi place. It's amazing. And I go there, and it's all right. I loved Sushi Lover. That was like my little, yeah. I like a lot of people I know don't really like it. I would go there by oh. myself. They knew me. And that peanut roll was the best <laughs> sushi roll of all time. And I like have had a taste for it and there's nowhere else I can get it. Like that's the thing. They had all these unique rolls yeah. and uh, yeah. Yeah, they were, on, they were on their game and they were so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Sushi Lover had like eight to ten rolls that were like vegan or vegetarian. And the average sushi place has like two or three. And they're like, oh, and they're shitty. It's double-sided menu. Like yeah. they hand you the different veggie menu. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Someone needs to start a sushi pl- a vegetarian sushi place mm-hmm. that has a legit vegetarian menu. Yeah. yeah. The hole in the market in Reno, for anybody who's listening... <laughs> There you go. We should just have have Nam Eats do it. <laughs> yeah, we should absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure Ian wants to take on that project. Ian, <laughs> Ian, Ian, let's go. Right. It'll be on your shoulders, Poppy. Yeah. This is all your responsibility now. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, the next one. Uh, what is the best restaurant in Reno, in your guys' opinion? Damn. Yeah, tough. Answer that one. That's tough. tough. Like, it is tough. There's a lot. There's so many. Nam one of them. Nam Eats is fantastic because you got to put in food, service, and like, mm-hmm. there's so much things into the calculation. Nam Eats, like Casals. Casals. Casales? Casals? I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> but it's great. I feel like it should be Casales, but it's probably pronounced Casals because it's Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is. They're fantastic. Uh, El Adobe well. has become a COVID favorite for us. Yeah, nice. I love Dolby. To go to go pictures of margaritas. Yeah, I accidentally bought two pictures of margaritas to go. I don't think it was on an accident, but like, <laughs> but their margaritas in my so, so salute to the baby mom with team money. She loves their margaritas out of there. So so we this is what happened. We went there last weekend, and I was picking up the food. And the lady, every time I go there to pick up food, she just goes, she just looks at me, and she just goes, margaritas. And, you know, I say yes or no. And uh, I was like, yeah, you know what? Two, two margaritas. And they happen to have these big, giant styrofoam cups sitting on the counter, empty. And I just made a crack about whether or not those were for the for my margaritas. And she said that they were pitchers. And I thought she said it fits two margaritas, you know. And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. I'm into that. Let's do that. What she really said was, do you want two of those? <laughs> <laughs> it was like it's like loud in there. We're both wearing masks, you know. Like people are running around, and there's like you know people yelling and stuff. And so I just misheard her, and then I got two pictures of margaritas on accident. Darn, yeah, rats. Yeah, what a terrible time you probably had. It was delicious, <laughs> but but I love it because they're like, here's your juice. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, here's your juice, and I was like, thank you. <laughs> but El Adobe is like their margaritas fantastic good tequila 
good combination of the citrus and uh, alcohol mixture because that's very important in a margarita mm -hmm. mix. Yeah, they're one of those restaurants that I I figure once once everything is settled down and we can all go back to like hanging out and breathing on each other again, that I just want to go there one night and just get tanked. <laughs> Um, put me on the guest list, please, because I will. Be, I will be there. Yeah. Uh, next question for each of you: What are three essentials you leave the house with, other than like your phone, key, and wallet? Uh, earplugs. Oddly enough, <laughs> I bring earplugs, uh, and also my wireless earbuds. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, I always have a dongle with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need a dongle. How many times in your life have you just been like, damn it, I wish I had one of these right now? And you got uh, one. That's it. That, at those... least uh, once a week. Yeah. <laughs> those are three Not... great. Those are three good essentials right there. What about you, Megan? Uh, dog. She goes everywhere. Um, man, I don't know that I have anything. Sunglasses. Eyeglasses, does that count? Is that two separate prescription sunglasses, regular eyeglasses? Yeah. However you want to count it. Exactly. Follow, follow your heart. I don't carry much with me. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. No, that's good. Nice. Yeah. So uh, the next one, um, it's kind of like, it's a hard one, but best album out of the last 10 years? Jesus Christ. Or like the one you listen to the most? as a frequently and i i feel like for me i mean we're, are we going back 10 years is that it yeah you could do 10 <laughs> yeah 10 because i feel like you said 10 uh <laughs> converges uh that band converge in 2012 came out with an album called all we love we leave behind and uh i still listen to that one on a very 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 regular basis Start to finish. What about you, Megan? Yeah. What's the album yeah. you listen to most frequently? What does your heart I... stagger to? What does your Spotify history say? I don't know. That's an excellent. It's a lot of Judy Garland, and we said ten years. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Run the Jewels was, I think, definitely like number was, one on my Spotify we, year in review. That yeah, that was that was what we had on. And when you played the interview stuff the other yeah. day. Mm -hmm. It's good to know yeah. Run the Jewels is in everybody's ears. For sure. Man, that last one. Repeat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This next one's kind of a curveball, but we're trying to up people's game, especially men. So how do you guys wash? Do you use a rag, a loofah, a brush? or just a bar of soap? And do you use soap or body wash? Uh, I just use body wash and my hands. <laughs> okay. That's literally it. Super easy. Yeah, the same. Unless we're talking face, which is no soap at all and just a, a warm rag. Nice, okay. Uh, last one. What personal care products do you guys use? Like for your face, body, so on and so forth. Deodorant sometimes. 
Aluminum or no aluminum or no aluminum? That's the next question. Then. No aluminum. Okay. No aluminium. Aluminium. Yeah, I was about to say aluminium. Yeah, I used to work with a guy from Ireland, and that's how he always would say aluminium. Yeah, Americans say a bunch of words wrong, apparently. So, but yeah. <laughs> we do a lot wrong from tra- from traveling the world. True word, true words, Megan. True words. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, from traveling the world, I've noticed we've apparently say a bunch of wrong things. Say them the way God intended them to be said. <laughs> America. Megan, do you have any personal care products you use? Aloe vera. Aloe vera for skin, hair, everything. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Somebody's getting in trouble. Yeah, Le- Leia's running amok. She's she's been um going past her bedtime lately and going bananas. <laughs> While Caesar's doing the podcast, yeah, she was here for a little bit, but you guys didn't notice because she's like this big. <laughs> you could you couldn't see her, but yeah, my baby. Well, my, that's it for the meandering yeah. questions. You got you guys made it. Yeah, we did yeah. it. They're not that tough. Yeah, we just we like to scare people because people are always like, "What are you gonna ask us?" Like, we're... the tough, Nothing. hard-hitting questions. Are you are you red? Are you blue? Republican, Democrat. I like to say a lot of stupid crap anyway, so that, that was that was pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we're pretty much done here. Uh, just make sure for all of our listeners that uh, Holland's High Desert Art and Craft Fair is still going on. Make sure you check that out at hollandreno.org. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get some nice gifts for your loved ones or something for yourself on there. Yeah, um, some- you guys have uh, you guys have a gift a gift certificate on there, don't you? Uh, I don't know that we do, but we made a lot of things for artists there. So the more you buy from them, the more we sell. So we did a lot of prints for <laughs> artists who were selling stuff. Yeah, there, like so. like Jeff. Did Jeff come to you guys? Yeah. Stuff for Jeff, stuff for Christine Palmer, Brooke Brazil. Got a, got a lot of a lot of prints over there. Yeah, salute, nice. salute to Brooke, salute to Jeff. I'm happy Jeff's printing stuff because he does a lot of film photography. And salute to Jeff. So Jeff asked me to do a like take my photo of a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, like he was for some project, and I still haven't uh, uh, like heard back from him about that. So Jeff, if you're listening, were you just did you just want to take my picture because I would have you could you didn't have to ask you didn't have to have a root this huge ruse about it. <laughs> but it's also film photography, so you might have to wait like three months. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a real reason for it, but I just thought of that the other day. <laughs> When I saw him post something, I was like, wait a minute. I yeah. forgot about that because it was so long ago. And it was like when it was all smoky. And yeah, it was during a crazy time in this yeah. seven months of COVID. So. But I'm happy he because he does like a lot of film and he really doesn't like post anything on the Internet that I'm yeah. happy. He's like doing things to like push his thing out because he does great work, you know. So Yeah, believe in yourself, people. Mm-hmm. Follow your heart. Talented. If not, if not. Holler at me, and I will bump up your ego for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, like, I thought of this the other day. Like, stop doubting yourself. There's someone way worse than you mm-hmm. doing the, whatever thing you want to do, and they're doing it so arrogantly and, and, and inconfidently, mm-hmm. and they're so bad at it yeah. that you you can do the thing you want to do. So, yeah. please, like, everyone out there, yeah. go do the thing you want to do Let's because do there's someone doing it shittily. And yeah. you could do it better than them. Just look on YouTube. Yep. Yeah. 
that's what I always tell people. I'm like, the people who are successful on YouTube are really not that creative, but they are successful as like a business person. But yeah. you as like, you're probably more creative than they are and you have better art than, than them, but they just know how to work the algorithm. And the last thing before we go this week, our fuck boy of the week. Ah. And normally we tell people to follow their hearts, but this is one time where this person is should not follow their heart uh, because it's weak and so is their, their will. And it's James Harden of the Houston Rockets. He's our fuck boy of the week, asked for a trade from his team that he like, they did everything to appease him and now he wants to leave. And he's just weak. Everything about it's weak. He's whack. I hate, like, I used to love this guy when he first came into the league. And I can't stand him. And, and all, yeah. he, all he's doing is talking shit all, all over the internet. And now he wants to trade. It's going to suck for the Houston trip, strip clubs because he loves the strip clubs, apparently. And so that's our fuckboy of the week. Yeah. It's normally it's for someone doing something like crimes against humanity <laughs> or being a terrible person. But it's just James Harden for being fucking annoying as a basketball player and just personally offending me with his <laughs> trade demand. Yeah. See if you past episodes for my feelings about the Houston Rockets. Sorry, Bumby. We love you on the show. But uh, sports stuff, Houston needs to step it up. So uh, we thank you guys for uh, joining us. Uh, for our listeners, make sure for all your printing needs, you go to Pitch Black Printing. Uh, you guys want to tell them your website and your address and where you're located and all that good stuff? Yeah, you can find us at uh, pitchblackprintingco.com. And we're located over at 700 East 4th Street, um, right right, right in the heart of the brewery district, I suppose. Yeah. And, uh, right, yeah. right by the Wells overpass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where you can find Yeah. Nice. Uh, thank you guys for coming. Uh, make sure you guys uh, are listening, subscribe, leave a review for the podcast, follow us on Twitter, uh, and subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. And, uh, you know, listen to our radio show, our radio show as well on kwnkradio.org. We're on uh, Friday nights, 9 to 11 o'clock, and our repeat is Saturday. What time is our repeat? I think it's at 1 o'clock. 1 to 3 o'clock. Um, yeah. And just follow us all over the internet. And there's a bunch of things coming actually for 2021. I'm excited for you guys to uh, see what we got coming out. And before we go, what is one thing that you guys are looking forward to in 2021, Maurice and Megan? God, I don't know. Playing shows again, if that happens, playing live shows. Megan? Inauguration day. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Bike drop. <laughs> Until next time. We hope you guys stay safe. Wear a goddamn mask. Stay at home unless you absolutely have to leave to go somewhere. And uh, stay warm and enjoy the holidays. Peace. Yeah, this is still a photo. Stay hydrated. Wear a mask once again. Stop being a fucking idiot and think about your fellow man. Salud.